When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, Timmy Lammers. See, now we're talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers now joins us. We got a lot to talk about today, Timmy. You know, I, I, uh, I wanted to follow up on Fast X or Fast 10. I call it Fast 10. It's the 10th <clears throat> episode in the Fast and Furious franchise, which I'm sure that uh, you and Catherine didn't see over the weekend. Am I correct? None for us, thank you. Mm. Never seen a single one of them. We stood in line, but we couldn't get in. I saw one. I thought it was terrible. Melissa said, I think Melissa has watched a few, but she said she stopped when they like went into space or something. <laughs> they went into space? The last one that you think that, okay, they've pushed it to the limit and uh, granted that. Spoiler, they didn't go back into space for this one. Aren't they going to go back in time or something? <laughs> That's coming up. Actually, I think we're going to get that with the uh, new Indiana Jones movie. But, oh, God. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't seen that yet, but the early word is not good. But uh, anyway, yeah. getting back to the Fast and Furious franchise, apparently, uh, no, it did have a big box office opening. But maybe amongst the worst of the franchise. The worst of the and worst. And actually lower. Yeah, the worst of the, fir- the uh, you know, the prior 10 or whatever. Um, but it actually did a uh, smaller box office than the last one did. And that's significant because in 2021, we're still talking pandemic Keeping people out of theaters. Really? So that is not good. Um, So, you know, Vin, in his massive ego, in his mind, you know, on the red carpet of the new film, he said, Well, there's going to be two more. Well, they actually did commit to one more, but you know what? If this thing isn't going to make the money they thought it would, Universal may end up losing some money because you got to believe that these movies are. They gotta cost a gob of money. Oh, I'm sure. Do they have the um, um, the cost out there yet? You know, there is um, a site I usually rely on Box Office Mojo, but mm-hmm. lately I've been going to a site called the-numbers.com, and uh, that gives you a bigger um, financial breakdown of everything. Looks and like that also includes the the budget. 340 but budget, but that's not including marketing, of course. Wait a minute, $340,000? Million. $340 million to make a movie. Well, I mean, how many cars do they blow up in these movies? And they're nice cars, too. And buildings, they blow up buildings, helicopters, you know. Really? Those things cost money. Yeah. So, Considering all the people that work on a movie. Well, and God, I, I'm sure Vin Diesel's making $10 million per movie, minimum. Yeah. So. Yeah, and... Yeah, and, and these movies, you would think they would lose money because a guy like Vin Diesel, who's a producer, you know, who yeah. knows how, much, how many actual shots he's calling, but <clears throat> could be a vanity title, which is usually reserved for executive producers, but he is a quote-unquote producer. Um, you got to believe he's got points in this thing on the back end. 
Right. So, and, uh, so you know, with that sort of money coming out of the gross before you recoup everything, I don't know how the hell these movies actually make money. Well, I don't know that this either. one did because it has a box office of 450 so far. Oh. So yeah. 340, you double that for marketing. That's 680. That means they're down over 200 million dollars. Well, maybe but the budget. The that. budget probably and includes again, marketing. The back end participation too. Yep, that too. Which we have no idea how much that could be. And the other thing to remember is the box office. It's not 100 percent that goes to the studio. I mean, obviously the theaters need some sort of percentage of that. Right. And they get it for a bigger film like this probably less than they normally get on top of that now this is something i've only learned in the last couple of years the international box office in particular china which is generally the biggest mm -hmm. uh, market over there for overseas uh, releasing a film overseas they keep more than <laughs> the people the, the the theaters keep here really maybe like up to 50 percent or maybe even higher so that's a lot of money to make up. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money to make up. So um, one thing I mentioned, uh, the second thing I wanted to talk about, I mentioned this to Tom on the uh, review Friday. I didn't want to spoil things, but my God, three, two, one, spoiler alert. In the end credits, Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh. shows up. Oh, really? Because he and Vin don't get along too well. Well... Do they not get along? Uh -oh, too well? oh, it's fake. Or remember what I said, Tom, on Friday? I said, I have a feeling some all star wrestling stuff is going on. <laughs> I, well, of course <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. this whole, yep. you know, candy ass bullshit. Candy ass, this is what um, The Rock supposedly called uh, Vin and company. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't mention anybody by name, but. There was a big to-do. There was a big so-called feud. And he denied it up and down, and there's no way I'm done, although he did do a, a spin-off movie, which maybe contractually, you know, that was a way of getting him to do it. But, you know, really, it, I think the whole thing was concocted. I think it was yeah. all-star wrestling. Yep. They started <laughs> this big feud thing in order to keep the name in there in publicity because, again... For what it's worth, I mean, you know, I think I think the shine uh, after um, uh, after Shazam, not Shazam, uh, Black Adam with uh, uh, The Rock has been tarnished a bit because that movie was a money loser for Warner Brothers. So it's like the, you know, king of the box office, international box office. Dwayne Johnson is no longer the king of the box office internationally. So, you know, he needs to find a way to keep his name in in the funny papers too right I right mean, so so i'm thinking this is all a bunch of all-star wrestling bullshit i really do i'd have to agree with you because that's what hollywood does mm -hmm. you know so. so so uh apparently it it didn't work i mean you know again he's in an end credit scene that lasts maybe about a minute but again it's enough to signal that he's coming back mm -hmm. because this movie ends on a cliffhanger uh, with Jason Momoa's character. So he, we know he will be in the next one. And he has a score to settle from five movies back when his father character was killed in one of the Fast and Furious uh, chases. 
So you you got to believe that um, you know the Rock will be back in in full force for this next one. That's that's what it implies. So this is all a bunch of BS. They 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 hoodwinked us. I have a question and, for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. That, I mean, so yeah, they 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 pulled a fast one. It, it looks like these movies so, are all the exact same movie over and over and over again. Who cares? Wash, rinse. Repeat. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what it is. It is. Well, I think people, I, I think there's some audiences that like that because they're there for that, you know, blow it up, chase it stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just like that and they like the actor. So they're just going to keep going because they like it. And I'll be the first to admit, I mean, the, the action scenes are pretty spectacular. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Well, and, and entertaining, too. I mean, yeah. at one point, my wife and I looked at each other, and we were just laughing out loud. And we exactly. wonder if there were only about four people in the theater with us. Um, but they had to have heard us. And it was just laughing at right. the ridiculousness of it, not with, which is a difference. I mean, the prior yeah. movies. Yeah. And that was one thing I liked about The Rock in those prior movies was, you know, he knew... And and he actually did something that was very much like his character in this little cameo thing that he had at the end because he knows it's a bunch. He, what he does again? Spoiler alert: three, two, one. <laughs> what he does is he crushes a cell phone in his hand. Ah. Oh <laughs> well. That. See, that's he funny. Did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so he's in on it. You know, so yeah. maybe I'll like it. But again. I'm not offended that they pulled this on us, but it's just, it's typical. You kind of sit back and you say, geez, you know, they had me. They had me. It gets people not talking. That I was salivating over these stories, but they got me. Well, yeah, if it gets people talking, then that's all, it's all good. It's all about the publicity. And there was a great movie years and years ago called uh, America's Sweethearts. Billy Crystal played a publicist on a film. And I believe Julia Roberts was in it. And I, oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and John Cusack. And he had a great line in there about there is no such thing as bad, bad publicity. I mean, right. you've heard it other places, too. Sure. But it's like Hollywood acknowledging it, essentially, by you know including that in a movie. Now, I do think there is such of a thing as bad publicity when, you know, you get a, a poisonous character who's a person or actor who's done some very, very bad things in real life. I mean, certainly. Yeah. I think we found that out in the past few years. But. Yeah, by and large, I mean, you know, getting drunk and trashing a hotel room is and getting reported on, that's not going to ruin a career. No. You know, it's just going to get an actor's name in the paper. You know, right. it's, it's bad. It makes an actor look like an a-hole. But ultimately, the productions don't care because it gets that actor's name in, you know, and especially the timing before an, a, a film comes out. They love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's there more was, publicity. There, yeah, there was a time where... If you were a rock star, you had to trash a hotel room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, or absolutely. break a guitar or something. <laughs> you did. You had to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was... So, um, yeah. I was wondering about all of this cost of all this streaming stuff to, uh, today, because I, 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 my phone updated and all of my music disappeared. So I've got to find that. What? Yeah, everything's gone. Oh. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, but I was looking. I wanted to buy a couple of Marvin Gaye songs. Love mm-hmm. Marvin. Yes, love Marvin. And it immediately took me to Apple Music. Now you can subscribe for ten ninety nine a month. You can still buy a song for a dollar ninety nine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, the subscription thing you can share if you pay, I don't even know, eighteen ninety nine a month with five family members. So, I mean, I guess that brings it down a little bit, but I mean, by the time you get done paying for a music service and most people, what do they just have Netflix? I mean, you're missing out on a lot of shows. Apple mm-hmm. has a bundle apparently. So you can have Apple TV and Apple music. Um, I don't think any of the other streaming services give you, well, I suppose prime does. Disney, Disney actually does. Yeah. Disney plus ESPN and, um, is, Hulu. is that all? Oh, that's all but tied you can in. Get that Hulu. in Hulu. Okay. But it's still yeah. like, and, I mean, and, I, and I believe Paramount Plus and Showtime are going to do the same thing. They are. Soon. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but generally, what are people paying? I mean, to stream all of it this stuff. Up. Yeah. It adds up fast. It I, really does. Because Tom, commercial radio I mean, might be coming back. Because <laughs> people are going to finally so. go, I don't have any extra money. I've got I want everything for free again. Well, <laughs> I think what's happening is, you know, obviously with the pandemic, there was this huge boom in um, yeah, staying home. Streaming. Right. And now it's eroding again. And, you know, they've invested so much money. I mean, obviously, a lot of these projects need to be put in the, you know, it, they can't just say, oh, let's do a show on this and then a month later have it there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a long time with development and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So I would imagine a lot of investments have been made up front. And before too long, it's like, oh, my God, we're no longer in the black. We're in the red here. We got to do something. So we're going to, you know, I don't even know what Disney Plus started as, but they, that that subscription has jumped significantly. Yeah. What I generally do, and that I think saves a lot of money um, with HBO Max, which is actually Max, I think, today. Oh, Why today it's that? Max? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why they shorten that, I don't know. Uh, they like to um, rebrand I'll everything. Pay for a year at a time. So I'll pay for, a, you know, you'll save a lot of money by going a year at a time with Max, a year at a time with Disney Plus, et cetera, et cetera. That, so you take a big hit at once, but ultimately, you, you know, you, you can save yourself a few bucks that way. But yeah, it, it is expensive. And you know what? Amazon, I don't even feel it because I use it so much that the whole free two-day shipping thing kind of helps pay for itself so much. And, right. and to me, the, the Amazon Prime programming, which is really good, I think, uh, is like a bonus. Uh, but there are other shows out there like, uh, you know, like I told you last week with this Yellow Jackets thing, somehow getting back into it. That's a Showtime show. Oh. So if you want that, you got to subscribe to that. Yeah, that's too. the problem. Yeah. Uh, you can't just watch whatever you want it's whenever you want without paying. It's a lot of money. It adds up. It's kind of like, it, it's basically what it is doing is reverting back to the cable TV days. Where, right. you know, you had to get all the premium channels for extra cost. And then you paid for that basic package that included the 200 channels that you didn't want. Like all the stuff that carries, you know, church services and stuff like that. And uh, not to offend anybody with the religion stuff. I'm not saying that. <laughs> You might like watching that stuff on cable. But anyway, that's part of the reason I cut it. It's like, you know what? You want me to pay this exorbitant amount to begin with. And then if you want me to get this and this and this, I mean, it, you just priced yourself out. So right. that's why, you know, cut the cord and, and went to streaming. Right. I don't know. I just, it just gets to be ridiculous how much you have to pay for everything. It is. And you don't, it is. And you don't have access to everything, no matter how much you pay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's just strange. But anyway, so maybe radio will make a comeback, Tom, because if music is going to start costing, you know, I mean, ten ninety nine doesn't sound like much, but it's soon will be twenty. It'll be thirty. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, there's there's got to be a point where people aren't going to pay it. Oh, and radio's yeah. not going to come back because they're way, way, way too far in debt. I mean, Hubbard is above board because they're billionaires. I mean, so they don't owe anybody a dime. I do believe the collective debt that's owed by the radio stations in just this market, uh, by the companies, of course, it's across the country, but it's getting to be up around 25 to $30 billion. They cannot come back from that. That's a lot of money. What is it, five? Mm-hmm. Five corporations own like most all, of them, yeah. Almost all the radio stations. Yeah, one of them, one of them by themselves is nineteen billion dollars in debt. Wow. I mean, it's a lot of money to be in debt, and you ain't ever coming back. That from would make that. me not be able to sleep ever. Yeah, I could. If I was that CEO, catching a wink. No. <laughs> I think the most expensive for me right now, and I just got the bill the other day. Now this is, I don't think they offer a year-to-year thing, but Netflix came out at. 21 bucks pulled out of my checking or whatever mm-hmm. 21 bucks a month right and uh you know you can get a lower package with commercials but you know i'm so used to having the uh uh commercial free stuff for so long why do i want to go back to that uh but again that they they were in a situation too where they were losing money and losing subscribers and the amazing thing about that is it, it felt like the bottom of that company fell out when they lost 200,000 subscribers domestically in North America. Disney sorry, lost, lost something to the effect of 2 million <laughs> subscribers oh, in oh one my. fell swoop. And where was the panic there? There was no panic. But no, now they're slashing and burning like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, as far as the um, radio is concerned, and maybe Tom can address this more when he comes back. um, (laughs) At what point are the websites for radio stations going to include a paywall? Where you're going to have to pay a premium to listen to your stations online. I think that's where it's headed because obviously newspaper went there quite a long time ago. Yes. You can't get the Star Tribune without it. You can't get the you know Wall Street Journal or New York Times or L.A. Times, any of those big publications without paying a fee monthly. And I'm not going to do it. No. Because I can still go to the TV station websites and get it if I really want it. But I don't know how you feel. I don't really even watch the news anymore, so why do I even care? <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, if there's something big going on, I'm going to find out about it other ways. And, well, uh, Tom has started watching local news again because we had a very long talk about him watching the national news and mm-hmm. how it would mm-hmm. enrage him and get him so wound up all day long. And it became, it, came, it just was one of those cycles where you kind of feel like you have to watch it because everything's breaking news and everything's so important and you know the shoe's gonna drop it just i think it gets in people's heads yeah the walls are always closing in on someone oh yeah, oh, God, yeah. Can you imagine, something big's coming Something. how many big. times has trump been you know the walls are closing in he's going to be in prison next week it's been like six or seven times just in the past few years. Exactly. And people fall for it every single time. 
Well, that's because they have wishful thinking because whoever they don't like, they want to see destroyed. Yep. Well, but like Biden is the same thing. Hunt, this Hunter Biden thing, nothing's going to happen to them and we all know it. No. But every day it's like, oh, new shocking new details in the Hunter Biden case. The walls are closing in. No, right. they're not. The walls are not closing in. Just stop listening to these people. Yes. But, you know, they, it's like, once again, it's a, you know, we just talked about uh, movie formulas that work. This clearly works. This formula for yeah. disaster. It works. It keeps people addicted to it. So Tom's been watching the local news, but I don't know where. How are you getting the local news, Tom? Are you well, streaming it? On, yeah. You're streaming it on Hulu or something? Uh, yes, on Hulu. Okay. Well, okay. No, actually, the, the KSTP has its own site. Okay, so go, if you want to watch KSTP yeah. television news, do you have to pay another subscription for them? Or are they included no. with Hulu? And how They're do included, they monetize yeah. that? Is it because you watch commercials? <clears throat> yeah. There, there's commercials. Yep. Okay. There well, are commercials. and they have, in fact, whenever I do watch local news stuff, I will go to um, the app, which you can get you know, through Roku, and you can bring up KSTP. Okay. And they have you. I, I'm pretty sure you can watch the whole newscast if if you want, but they have all the stories separated, and then there's a pre-roll ad. So if I click on legislative session comes to an end story, because I'm sure there is one today, click on it, pre-roll ad, and then, so so they have their ads between uh, in front of every story. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. But before you uh, got up, Tom, I was saying, you know, with radio and their whole plight of survival, I would imagine at some point there's just like newspaper, there's going to be a paywall for some of these stations. Yeah. Right. It's going to have to because you're going to have to pay to subscribe or else you can listen the old fashioned way. Whereas, you know, just like buying a newspaper. You know, you can yeah. buy the newspaper or you can, um, you know, pay. I don't know how much you pay for Star Tribune a year or whatever. Um, I don't I don't pay for any news I, for the, any of those news services. Again, I, I can find them like you were saying on KSTP.com mm -hmm. or yeah. or uh, their app or whatever. Not all of them have them, though, which is kind of weird. No, they I don't all have them. They should find all have an app. The Fox 9 app. I don't think they have one. Hmm. Or if they do it somehow through the, the entire Fox app, I think that's the way you can get um, the WCCO TV deal. It's it's all through the CBS TV mm -hmm. app. Yeah. Well, I think you need to make it easier for people. 100%. So, Eleven has an app. You know, uh, Hubbard, uh, KSTP TV has an app. So, you know, you can bring it up and watch it just like you normally would on, on a television. Our, um, our website, Sandy, uh, I know you just went to school for all this kind of stuff. Our website's, like, going to be the thing of the past soon. Yeah. yeah. They already kind of are. Because people don't update their websites. Nope. They don't have any current information on Everyone them Everyone has a website, but it's always, like, five years out of date. Because yeah. Because people just don't go to websites. They go to apps now. Like, okay. if you want to, you know, every business has an app. But I don't so, want I don't want a million apps. I don't either, but that's what people I know, want. I just don't want them all. I know I turned off my data on cuz you in the iPhone you can go into your what uses cellular data and yes. turn it off mm -hmm. so you're just on Wi-Fi and I was just like, "Oh my 
my gosh, I have so many apps. Well, yeah, you travel and you want, you know, you want DoorDash or something. They don't have DoorDash. They have Resi. Yeah. So then you have to sign up for a whole other app and then you go to another place. One and every then it's called Caribou Postmates. has their it's own just... app and Starbucks has their own app, which I will say Caribou is so much better of a deal than Starbucks. What? What do you mean? Coffee. Oh. Their Starbucks coffees, their smalls are significantly smaller than Caribou smalls, and they're the same price. Oh. And I have to add, the other thing with the apps is that you're giving your email to yes. every one of these apps. Yeah. And, yes. You know, I that's just, gold yeah. to them, but a pain in the ass for us getting all these all this junk mail. I know. I've been trying yeah. to unsubscribe, unsubscribe, un- and I still get a million of the same things, even though I've unsubscribed. I thought by law they had some, like a month to honor your unsubscribe request. Well, because there's your uncertain promotional email lists, and then there's other promotional email lists, and you only unsubscribe from one of the five different promotional email oh, lists that they the have. Of oh, God, I know. See, yeah. That's why you can you can like block anything. Like I Poshmark is a clothing yeah. resell website. Right. I have unsubscribed from emails from them probably five times, and I continue yeah. to get them. But you can block anything that has Poshmark mm-hmm. in it at all. And yeah, it just a lot goes... of places won't honor unsubscribing. Yeah. They just won't. It's weird. I know when I was doing real, it's, it's real estate, wild, wild if, if I contacted mm-hmm. somebody that said, do not <clears throat> contact me, I would lose my license. I mean, yeah. it just wasn't right. even funny right. how, yeah. how important that was. Uh, so why, why can some people ignore it? And some people lose their license and can't work. I don't understand. I don't understand the world at all anymore. <laughs> Anybody no. get it? Everybody's on their phone right now, Catherine. There's nobody to talk to you. <laughs> and he's not on his phone. He was. No, I wasn't. And you were staring down at your desk. I, no, I'm <laughs> typing on the chat right now. Uh-oh. Oh, you're on the chat. What's going on in the chat? Yeah. Uh, well, Alex, I you've been on your phone the whole time you've been here. here. I am in charge Hold of... On. I, I'm going to log out and log back in. Why? Oh. Because he's starting to strobe. Yeah, I can't his. see. I can't see you. Oh, okay, and he's gone. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 
Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, good thing we have Kristen. Oh, so he's not coming back. Well, I'm th- sure he he'll said come he's back, call back on. Whether he wants to or Might not. Might as well fill the silence. Yeah. There you have it. Kristen Burt now joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. We, we figured out, by the way, Catherine, Hello, today, when Kristen was on first the, uh, the first hour of the show, because of Ken Barlow, there's now a KB1, KB2, and KB3. Ah! So many of us. So many KBs. It's a cult. <laughs> it is a cult. Tom is exactly. collecting KBs. <laughs> I have got my own collection of KBs. That's all there is to it. No question about it. But remember, you are the original. I Catherine. am. I am. Or oh, at least the oldest. <laughs> are you older than Ken Barlow? I don't know. How old is Ken Barlow? I have no what idea how old he is. I'm going to go on my phone and check. Why? Why I have no idea how old he is. That's what I'm doing. Something bit me Tim on is the back. ankle. Oh, I walked in the backyard today to see if the rabbits ate the stuff that I planted yesterday. Mm-hmm. So many mosquitoes. Ken That's what I heard. 61. So yeah, I am older oh, than him. By bit. three years, yeah. Um, Fawn got attacked by mosquitoes at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, she got like seven bites yeah. in our backyard. Ethan is covered oh in mosquito bites. We're not supposed like, to get mosquitoes till next month. Like, what the it's hell? It's 3 o'clock I know. in the afternoon. It's like the sun is out. Yeah. We had three, Dan had just we had three nice days. We had three mm-hmm. nice days, and now we have mosquitoes. Yep. Okay. We have nice days. <laughs> I mean, really, really we nice do days. Indeed. It's a beautiful day out yes. today. That's what oh, I'm saying. Timmy rejoined us. Tim's back. You know what? What I keep doing is I I have a power strip under my desk. I keep kicking. <laughs> when are you going to learn? I plugged it back in, and I just saw nothing but a black screen. So I thought I'm getting oh. the hell out of Dodge and coming right back. So I am back. Um, I wanted to s- mention something about social media. Were we talking about social media just a couple minutes ago? Yeah. Apparently, there's a federal introduced where they're trying to ban social media for kids under 13. Yes, Good. that's yes. right. Good. I approve. Thank God. It's about freaking time, but is it really going to happen? Hmm. I doubt it. But Probably not because a lot of the apps, you're supposed to be like over 14 as it is, and it's up to the parents to enforce. Right. So that, again, is going to happen. Yeah. You know what's amazing about that is like everything now, parents don't want to do it, so they just don't do it. They leave it up to everybody else to take care of their family problems. That's disgusting. It is. Yeah. There was just well, a, you know, again, I, the, it, handing a tablet to a kid as a babysitter. Let's have them just play games and stuff mm-hmm. instead of, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, yeah, I was, was watching one mom. Um, I was watching one mom. She banned her kid from playing one of his Game Boy situations or whatever for three months. 
And she chronicled the changes in him. Like he started reading again. He started pulling out all of his toys on the shelf. He started getting along with his sister, like all these behavioral changes and then creative changes. She's like, he started like using his imagination again. And I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. If you're not staring at a screen all day. And that goes for all of us. I mean, we're talking about a kid, but I mean, sometimes, some days I'm like, I think I've stared at a screen probably for 15 hours today. It's ridiculous. Mm Yeah, well, again, it, I think it's too late, unfortunately. and um, It's too late for me. <laughs> no, not for you. It's, it's too late. You're lost, Cuff. No, no, yeah. I think it's too late to, to try to pull the reins, but, they, they, you know, it's it's out there. I mean, the, the virus has escaped. It's, it's proliferation everywhere. The thing that's going to kill social media do. is when it stops being cool. Yeah, it's going to be the thing that their parents grew up with or that that their parents like, you know, they're going to watch their parents scrolling TikTok and they're going to be like, that's lame. That's for old people. Well, isn't that supposed to be the case now with Facebook? I mean, it seems like Facebook is already kids don't use it. Instagram. Exactly. Twitter with under Elon Musk has been a disaster. So that's another one that's tanking. Yeah. Well, kids never really use Twitter anyway, did they? To a degree. The mentally ill ones did. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice to hear. Okay. That's but, good to Instagram, hear. I think, is supposed to launch their own Twitter oh, sort great. of thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. They're Yeah, they have a Twitter competitor. Yeah. yeah. There's how, yeah. how many Twitter competitors are there? I don't know. And none of them worked. Oh, no. yeah, there were quite a few for a while there. But didn't, didn't Trump start Truth Social? Truth yes, Social. he did. Is that Social? His? And then there know. was Gitter or whatever. Something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Gather. Was that I real or am I making that up? I think that that was something. Yeah, Getter. Like Mastodon Getter. and Deep Sky. Yep, exactly. Parlor, of course, Parlor, which is also a conservative. Parlor, uh, there's Gab. There's like right. so many of them. Hey, wait a second. I was on MySpace. What were you guys talking about? MySpace. Friendster. What about Friendster? The other day. Friendster. The other day. I don't even know that one. Remember Friendster? Am I the only one? I never Friendster, heard of it. I don't remember, but I never used it. <laughs> no, I never used it. Friendster? Yeah. The other day Friendster we were talking was about. Friendster precursor to MySpace. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really? know that. We were talking about oh, MySpace, yeah. and Melissa was like, I can't believe you didn't have a MySpace. I'm like. I never liked I'm actually media, doing a ever. show next week, um, and I have to talk about Friendster on randomly. So there you go. I loved it when Alec Baldwin on I can't remember the name of the show. It's the TV show he was on. Um, I think it was about a TV show about a TV show. If I remember, Thirty correctly. Rock. Yeah, Thirty Rock. That's exactly right. And he came out of his office and he combined the two names. They said, "What have you been doing?" Well, I've been spending a little bit of time on my face. <laughs> my face. Well, it's my space and Facebook Great. combined into my face. <laughs> well, I am so uh, Facebook for me when I was in high school was a booklet you got every single year with your face, like all, and all of your classmates' faces in it, and oh, the phone really? number and the parents. And I think that's probably where the name came out of. It's a prep school thing, mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you would walk away with like a physical oh, yeah. book oh, at the okay. start of the year. Too bad they didn't go with the original name. Was uh, Facebook was the Facebook? The Facebook. Facebook. The oh really? Facebook, yeah. I was on Facebook back when it was only uh, college students yep. and invites yep. from college students. Yep. You oh, had to have the, your university's email, I think. Yeah, exactly. Join. Only university emails could sign up for it. So what is it now, Catherine? Eleven years since I've been on social media. Oh, God. Probably about that. Yeah. yeah it's about shortly after this show started. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I, would, I would suggest watching um, The Social Network, uh, directed by David Fincher. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
who was Jesse Eisenberg played. Oh, Zuckerberg. sure. And uh, it's a really good movie. It's, it gives you great insight into how the whole thing came about. And then another a person that's uh, persona non grata, Army Hammer, played the Winklevoss twins. That's right. Yes. Before his alleged cannibalism. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's right. He really. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Run this by me. What's what? this? Yeah. What? Like, what? Okay. So there were two. Okay. There was um, Zuckerberg and a pair of twins. I forget their first name, but they were the Winklevoss twins. Winklevoss. And Army, okay. Yeah, and Army Hammer played the twins. And, um, you know, apparently, obviously, there was, then there was one other, uh, Andrew Garfield played another guy that was on the inside who got allegedly screwed over. Um, so the Finkelvoss twins and this guy that, that Garfield played, you know, they, Zuckerberg managed to sh push them out somehow, mm -hmm. allegedly. But maybe I should go back and watch this film. But it is a fascinating <laughs> uh, look into how the whole damn thing began. <laughs> And I can't, I can't help but think, I mean, does Zuckerberg look back at that very beginning and how relatively simple it was and go with the whole Dr. Frankenstein thing and say, yeah. what have I done? Because it really just has become this Hydra, this 12-headed monster um, that is so far beyond his control at this point. But it is really a, a good movie. And uh, as far as Army Hammer being the cannibal... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we got to go with that. We got to go with that, Kristen. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about all these freaking streaming services and how it's just getting to the point where they're not affordable at all. Discovery Plus, which may be merging with Max, the new Max and the HBO Max. <laughs> which launched today. Today, yeah. Oh. So I got to get it right. Uh, so Jeez. Army Hammer, it's a, it's a show called The House of Hammer, I believe. Which oh, goes into sure. the whole kit and caboodle as far as the hammers are concerned, including the whole misgivings, allegedly, of Army Hammer. But it's like, I'm not going to subscribe to Discovery Plus so I can see this show. But maybe once it merges or whatever, maybe I will. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of backstories out there that people don't know about. Whether yeah, the Hammer family has a long 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 history with alleged abuse really? substance abuse oh. um and and the cannibalism stories that alleged cannibalism stories well, that follow army hammer um come out of accusations of sexual assault um and they're they're really awful i've i've actually um spoken with one of his victims and oh. she's been traumatized by her interactions well, with him and he was married Married too. Uh, this was going on while he was married to Elizabeth Chambers, whom he's now divorced from, and he's got two little kids. So yeah. it's a lot of sadness, a lot of darkness. Well, the the damning thing is, they they play voicemails from this guy. Oh, and it's pretty creepy stuff. Oh, really? I mean, part if you look up even the trailer, you will hear some of his voicemails. The, I think it's the House of Hammers, the name of the Discovery Plus program. And I think it's like a three part or it's like a limited series series. Yeah. Docu series. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty damning when you got those old voicemails. I mean, accusations are accusations, but. Yeah. I, I mean, there's tech. There, there is evidence that points to something went on. We were talking about Hugh Hefner this morning, Tim. And, you know, I was saying, even if you don't believe what all of these women and we're talking about decades of women alleged went on at the Playboy Club and the Playboy Mansion, right. even if you meet it halfway in the middle between Hef's truth, these women's truth, 
it's still very, very dark. And you can't deny mm -hmm. that things didn't go on at the mansion. Oh, yeah. Oh, Smart I, money would say, yes, stuff happened. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, well, stuff happened. The lifestyle yeah. alone is just, that's how it works. It kind yeah. of just falls back onto this whole boys will be boys mentality mm -hmm. that basically Hollywood got away with and apparently half got away with, you know. Bill Cosby mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it all makes sense. And it, in a, you know, a good way, obviously, people are finally calling it out. But, my God. Has anybody mm -hmm. seen that video? This woman, she's, um, she had somebody film her. And she just was walking around the streets of Manhattan. And she had T-shirts on. Uh, T-shirts. She had jeans like, what? on. How many T-shirts? And a crew neck tee. Uh, she wasn't, like, glammed out, nothing. She was just looking normal and just watching all of the guys having to say something to her, walk beside her for up to four minutes trying to get her to talk to them. It just was, I, I mean, she's just, she's just walking. She's not looking at anybody. She's not trying to interact with anybody. She's just walking. That's why I walked with headphones in most of the time yeah, when I was in New York. Yeah, it's just kind of shocking how many times you get kind of it's sort of a, it's abuse i mean really yeah, harass harassment I, i've lived in manhattan nine years and i can tell you that the level of sexual harassment you receive it's something in the culture in new york city yes it's not in any other city it's not here in los angeles it wasn't in boston i didn't experience it in minneapolis there's something that allows the construction workers even men just passing you on the street to say something comment even just do the rude like smile come on what's wrong mm. you know and you're just yeah. like you can be in your own thoughts you don't have to smile every single second of the day yeah. um but it's something specific to new york city and i don't know what it is but living there yeah. nine years i would go like hung over walking down the street and you'd still be sexually harassed and you're like i look like hell have you seen me yeah. <laughs> they don't care no they, they don't, don't care, care. They i don't would care. yell back at them well, imagine See, much just... like in foreign countries. Now, there's a great scene in the last season of White Lotus with Aubrey Plaza. Do you remember that scene, Kristen? You're nodding your head. Yeah. I mean, think. it is disturbing. She's just there. She's standing there, and every oh. guy possible is leering at her. It's just really, it's really unnerving stuff. Kristen, were you on the, with us this morning when we were talking about this very subject? And the fact that I don't understand the upside of abusing someone, forcing yourself on someone. Uh, what is the fun in that? I, the, for me, it's to be you know, cared enough about to engage in something like that. Forcing yourself, what do they get out of forcing themselves on people? It's power. It's power structure. Mm -hmm. Well, power go lift weights and become a, more of a man. I know. What? I would love to. I wish that was that simple, but <clears throat> yeah. unfortunately, there are predators oh, everywhere. Disgusting everywhere and you have to be so cautious it's and you know it, it, you look at a city like whether it's new york city los angeles or people that move from a small town to a big city mm -hmm. you have to be so careful of who you surround yourself with because it is easy to fall prey to these people I mean, especially when you have big dreams of like hollywood and i want to be an actress or i want to be a musician it you know it's tale as old as time but at the same time you really have to keep your eyes open every single opportunity that comes your way. Like, what are these people's intentions? And ask yourself that over and over, because you just don't want to get yourself into a situation. Oh, boy. It's so much general assumption out there that, oh, because these people are there, they're willing to do more than they normally would. 
and they're yeah. kind of like you know that they're, they're mm. kind of looking at him like easy prey or something weird i mean you know because obviously we've heard tales of people putting themselves out to get in the business i mean you would think that that has something to do with it absolutely i mean Playboy had a structure of that, people wanting to be, you know, in, in the pages of Playboy back when that existed. Or you even have reality shows, people that will sit there and sell their souls to be on a reality show. There's different forms of it now. And then, of course, there's just like the horrible celebrity that will use anyone in their path going, oh, well, OK, I'll, I'll make you famous. And we were talking about the Randall scandal documentary on Hulu about Randall Emmett and how he would... Um, even just send DMs to, he's a movie producer. He would send DMs to women who he didn't know. And he'd be like, I'll fly you to Puerto Rico. I'll give you $4,000 for the role. But it's understood what you're giving in exchange for that. Really? And some women are will do anything Absolutely. for that. And they others will. realize that they don't know that that's about to happen. And then are subsequently abused by it. Well, what was that movie ab- or the um, <clears throat> show about Fox News? Oh, Bombshell? Um, yeah. The, the, uh, bombshell. Yeah. Bombshell. Yeah. And, you know, that was all based on there, a lot of facts. Bombshell, but there was another one with Russell Crowe played Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes and uh, there was a different, what was the name of that show? But they're, yeah, they're both the oh. same level of creep. <laughs> they both are, yeah. Bombshell was the movie with Charlize Theron as yeah. Megan Kelly. And how yeah. many women did it and stayed quiet? Mm-hmm. You know, because they wanted the that. Voice. They wanted that. They wanted that role, and that's they were going to do anything for it. And that's I don't know. I mean, that's part of the culture too. Is that you've got willing victims? Somebody I, said the loudest voice was that it. The loudest voice, yeah, and it was based off the book, The Loudest Voice in the Room. Right there, you go, and that was Russell Crowe who played Roger Ailes in that. Yes, and it's going. To, it's on Showtime if people want to watch it. And Showtime will be merging officially in June with. Paramount Plus. There so you, go. you oh, don't really? have Showtime right now, but you have Paramount Plus. They will be together. I think June twenty seventh is the date. Uh, we started watching that Bernie Madoff um, docu series that you mentioned, Kristen. Oh my God, that that guy got away with it and under the scrutiny of so many people, and they all just said, "God bless, enjoy." <laughs> And the only Everyone, thing that brought him down was the economy. I couldn't believe it. They wanted like twenty a twenty percent return, you know, those double digit returns on their fortune, and, and no one, no one did any cross checking. No. no one verified that he literally had the ability to invest this money. And how much and money he had? Yeah, he had from Europeans, the royal families of Europe. <laughs> it's like, what does do they follow up? So we've got the last one. There was this one guy that was Mr. Castle in Europe and he was handling all the money for royal families and stuff. What was his name? Von Schlapplapplap. Von Stupp. Lily Von Stupp. Lily Von Stupenhaus. I don't know what his name was. But anyway, yeah, he said he said that if it's not real to this guy who told him it's not real. This is a Ponzi scheme. He said if it's not real, I am dead. Yeah, right. And I, right. I wonder, does the, did you watch the whole thing, Kristen? Do they I follow up with what happened to the people? That they he... do follow up with some of the people okay. in terms of uh, some of the court cases and the outcomes of those. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but you kind of get, some people did get their money back. Not all of it, but they got yeah, some money back. Right. And I mean, the fact that you, 
literally Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick were a part of Bernie yeah. Madoff yeah, and losing their money. Yeah. And they'd like to downplay it because they're like, listen, we have the ability to earn back a lot of our fortune. We were young when it happened. Right. Um, and I don't think that they want to get too caught up in it because also getting too caught up in it, it's like you didn't do your due diligence when it right. came to your investment. That's exactly right. I was under the impression they lost everything. I believe that they had everything invested. And I, I said this in the morning show. I think we talked about it yesterday. I, I know someone who was part of the Bernie Madoff and they had just bought their dream home. And in Los Angeles, it's a very big, expensive home. And they wound up having to move to a tiny, which I would be fine with, but a tiny, like three bedroom home. Like after, you know, being in this 20,000 square foot home, but yeah. they were like, we Jesus. can't afford it anymore. It's going to become gray gardens where we just cannot, you know, deal with the upkeep. Uh, but they lost their kids like college funds and they had four kids, like oh, yeah. two in college, two little ones. Oh, my from marriages. It was a mess. Um, I'm going to take off because I don't want to cut into Kristen's time anymore. But quickly, oh, Kristen, I need to know because nobody else on this uh, video chat has seen uh, Fast 10. Is it the stupidest movie of the year or what? <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> it's yes. the worst oh, movie dear. of the year. Stupid and worst. And, oh, you know, it, I thought it was interesting that it did better internationally than here in the States. So Americans are catching up that this is just dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I would, I pointed out that the, the uh, debut was even lower. And I think maybe internet altogether, worldwide, domestic and international, lower than Fast 9, whatever the hell it was called, F9. And... That was released when the pandemic was still happening. So this is not a good sign if that's the case. No, and Vin Diesel's doubling down. He's like, I'm going to bring you a female-centric fast, and we've got more <laughs> stories coming. I'm like, slow down, people. We do not need this. Vin Diesel, the original one-note Johnny. Boy, he can't that's do right. anything He's else with terrible. that. No. He's absolutely you know, terrible. I worked with Vin Diesel back in the day. I <laughs> Was he always two hours late? Because he's always two hours late to interviews, I can tell no, you. That. he wasn't. He was a shark. Um, <laughs> he was dressed as a shark. So I did Toy Fair. Okay. What? <laughs> and we were presenting. I, I, I worked in Cabbage Patch. And he did some sort of toy. And he had to wear, like, a shark strapped to his back. Naturally. Oh <laughs> That's great stuff. Interesting. Do you have any video <laughs> or like, a picture of it or anything? It, well, I'm sorry? Do you have a video or picture of it or anything? Or? I don't, but I remember oh sitting him, with him one day at lunch, and he's like, I'm going out to L.A., I'm like doing this movie with like oh Spielberg or whatever, and, and I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so before Private Ryan. Yeah, that's right, because he had a, a role in that. So, wow, oh, that's funny. a hell of a story. Isn't that crazy? You know, you yeah. never had an opportunity to catch up with him and say, hey, remember that shark thing you the did shark. at Toy Fair? And how we're sitting <laughs> I know. And I I, hopefully one you. day I'll have that opportunity to be like, do you remember? I remember. You, I knew you when you were a shark. Back in <laughs> your shark days. When you said shark, I thought, oh, no, a shark. like and the Yeah, crap that's what I was thinking, there. too. No, that's like a shark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a real shark. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, it's oh, so... There's always like funny stories like that when you've been around long enough in LA yeah. or in the entertainment biz, you're like, oh no, I remember you. Maybe that. <laughs>
Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember interviewing certain people at the very beginning of their career that I've never had a chance since, just because, and, and, and don't bother reminding, you know, their publicist of that. They don't give a crap. But, I mean, uh, after um, Chris Evans did Fantastic Four, I interviewed him for the Teenage Mutant Teen, uh, Ninja, Ninja Turtle movie, where it was animating, did a voice. I mean, his career wasn't didn't exactly catch on fire, so to speak, after playing Johnny Blaze or whatever the hell the character was in Fantastic Four. So he was available for stuff. I mean, readily available. Um, Selma Hayek, I talked with her early in her career. Halle Berry, all these people. And it's just amazing. It's fun to catch somebody right at the top. Or not the top, at the bottom. I don't know if you call it the bottom, when they're breaking in. It's really, really a lot of fun. But again, you know, whether you can ever tell them that, more than likely, you're not going to get the opportunity. But I would love to be there when you talk to Vin Diesel and remind him of that. That's I will make sure cool. that one's on video. I, yeah, and I always think of Zendaya. I, I used to cover Disney Channel. Wow. Wow. Really, at the height of Disney Channel, I was covering all those kids. And Zendaya, I mean, I have some baby photos of Zendaya <laughs> when she was doing Shake It Up. And it's the reason why she and I follow each other on Twitter. It wouldn't be happening now for any reason. And then she did Dancing with the wow. Stars. And she didn't win Dancing with the Stars. I think she was runner-up. And I said to everyone, I'm like, mark my words, this girl is going to be a superstar. Wow. And you should become like, a talent agent. I know, right? Yeah. I can catch it. I yeah. know the charisma. But You've got the You do not want to be a talent agent. Kid. Her parents were always around, like, really making sure she was <clears throat> oh, safe and well good. taken care of. And, yeah. Well, this one's kind of a weird one. Um, 
again, you know, Carrie Fisher has always been notable, but uh, you take the opportunities when you get them, right? So she came into town with Debbie Reynolds on an for an AARP convention. So it's what? like, you know what? I'm going to submit a request. I want to talk to Carrie Fisher. Um, and at that interview, which we sat on the floor, she wanted to sit on the floor to do the interview, which is something that was kind of weird, but it was. I love I, that, actually. <laughs> I, I, I do, too. I mean, it's only happened once. But there with her was her five-year-old daughter, Billy, who has kind of turned into her, you know, a star in her own right, obviously, with the American Horror Story stuff and all that. Amazing but in the she's been in the Star Wars stuff, and it's kind of like, I do have a tape. Uh, it was on tape only. It was on cassette tape where I interviewed Carrie. And then she goes, Billy, you want to say anything? And the kid just, I gave her the, the mic and she growled into it. That's all she said. She growled? Some weird thing like that. But it's kind of like, that was kind of fun memory Kids. if you think about it. You know, because she just introduced her mom, the, the star on the Walk of Fame just oh. recently. Billy did so oh yeah, i know i'm gonna catch them at the beginning of their careers and and tom i don't know if you heard the rest of it i'll i'll, I'll uh, get off the, the call here but um there's only eight Kristen, minutes you left you may as well stay okay i'll stay, <laughs> I'll stay. <laughs> um but you know what we should do on tuesdays you, you just both come on together yeah maybe that'd be fun why but, not Kristen? you gotta tell them about vin diesel and how you were at toy fair with him <laughs> tom did you miss that part Yes, I need to hear Vin Diesel. God, what a no talent. Ugh. So, it's, Mattel still does the toy fair to this day, but uh, this was before like Vin Diesel really broke into the mainstream of Hollywood. And he was, um, I, I was working in Cabbage Patch and had to present the new Cabbage Patch line, and he was doing some sort of shark game, like Land Shark. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but he had to have a big like shark strapped to his back for the actual game itself. Great. And I sat with him at lunch one day and he's like, I'm doing this movie with Spielberg. I'm like, mm-hmm, I bet you are, you know? <laughs> and of course it was true that he was working with Spielberg. That was his last, probably like normal, regular unknown actor job before he oh, went yeah. out to Hollywood. Yeah. Did he have his head shaved at that point? He, you know, he always wore it cropped short. From what I recall, so it wasn't like long or anything like that. It seems to me he did a movie with Sidney Lumet, and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was, but I think he has done movies where he's actually had hair. But oh, really? for the most part. And that's the one thing I said to Tom when I reviewed the film Fast Ten on Friday. I mean, my wife and I, we looked at each other. It's like, geez, this guy is really, really fit. And he really did look doesn't look like he's aged at all. So mm -mm. I mean, he does sustain that look quite well i don't mm -hmm. know what the hell he does but he looks good he looks great yeah yeah so for whatever it's worth but i was telling Kristen tom that this is a story that i can't wait till Kristen talks with vin again and reminds him of that shark thing and oh god and be like i did not believe you at lunch Sorry, I didn't believe you about Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh-huh. Because you, you hear, especially living out here, people are like, you know, I've got this film in development and it's, you know, I'm working with Ryan Reynolds. And he, you hear stories like this all of the time. Sometimes they're true, but a lot of times you're like, it's just a bunch of talk. And, uh, of course, this one came true. So I was like, well, okay, I'll bite my tongue on that one. And speaking of Ryan Reynolds and Tom, I don't know. Oh, if you've watched any more of this, but I know I've heard Kristen talk about it on the morning show, at least jury duty, which is brilliant. 
I finally finished it. It's brilliant. So oh, did you? Watch it through. It, to me, it hits its stride in episode three. It gets really, really hilarious in episode three. Anyway, this guy, Ronald Gladden, he's such a likable guy, mm-hmm. an affable dude. I mean, really, really likable. Ryan Reynolds got him to do a Mint Mobile commercial. That's right. Ryan right. Reynolds. I yeah. thought, oh, my God, yeah. So he is on his way <laughs> to, because you were watching this guy, he fit in so well. And, and uh, it's like, I think I could see this guy on screen. Oh, and he's going to be what, a superstar. I say Dancing with the Stars will, ca- will scoop him up for the I fall. I certainly oh, hope. Man. And what yeah. I hope are all of the other actors in this, who made everything feel so real, including James Marsden. <laughs> it was amazing. This I is really such like a good him. role, yep, playing like a, a heightened version of who James Marsden is in real life. Yeah, and so I hope these other actors get more opportunities because of this, uh, because they're all terrific. They're all terrific. I, I, I was so blown away by this show. Uh, and I think, you know, again, the first two episodes, they got to set things up, but I think really episode three is where things get really, really funny. Now, has anybody else besides Kristen and I watched the whole thing? Because I don't know. I can see why you might lose interest after an episode or two, Tom. Mm-hmm. But I think if you got back into it. <laughs> Tom is my quitter. I'm always like, watch this. He's like, I watched 15 minutes. I hate it. I'm yeah, out. he does <laughs> hate things. a good place while Catherine was he away. I'm like, it's such things. a good series. What are you talking about? What was the about? movie we watched the other day that you were like, I'm out? It was I'm out. Oh, <laughs> South Branch or South Watch or South Wick or what the hell is it called? South Wick? No, it was, oh. about, it was about the, it was about the, it was Matt Damon and yeah. he went to Paris. It was terrible. To get his daughter out of jail. Anybody? Was it a show or a movie? It's a, it was movie. a movie. It was a very long movie. It could have it could have if it if they still had water? added yes, yeah, still, still water. water there if you they go. had still edited water. about an hour no, out of it, it might have been a good movie, but it was just a lot of Matt Damon walking around looking like a cowboy. It yeah. was just it had a bunch of twenty million and a box office of twenty million. So whoops, yeah. didn't do too well there. Huh? A lot of people. Yeah, they were liked hoping it. for Oscar. What? Oh, Oscar bait. Oscar. There was no yeah. Oscar was performance at all. Yeah, it and, was and indulgent that camera was, work. It came out, I believe, at the end of the summer. Which you know the timing is really really tough yeah. out because yeah. if you die a quick death at the box office. That's going to bury your chances. And I believe Stillwater was actually a summer film. I feel like it was uh, yeah. August or something July. like that. Yeah, yeah, all they had, July. Way too early. All you they had to do is watch July. it, and they would know it was an Oscar. <laughs> Did you watch your own movie? Not an Did Oscar movie. It? it was 140 <laughs> minutes. So it was two hours 20. That's, it was, I mean, that's long. But it was long because it was they Nothing just happened. never got to it until <clears> the last 30 minutes all of a sudden it's like oh finally yeah basically the movie is a takeoff on uh what's her name the one in italy what was the woman who uh, was served time in an italian prison uh, uh, you mean uh, amanda knox yes oh basically the movie is a takeoff of that whole case. oh okay well so, it was whoever produced it or directed it was just having a mad love affair with matt damon walking yeah. around yep. and <laughs> Rough cowboy items. He wore traps too. It's been a while. I have seen the picture, and it's been a while, so I didn't know if he wore traps or not. No, but, he uh, didn't have. He wasn't. He was a roughneck, actually, from Oklahoma. Which well, a roughneck uh, is the one that drills the hole for the oil fields. 
little trivia, uh, James Marsden is from Stillwater, Oklahoma. So uh, there you go. Regular dude. And again, conversation. There yeah, you yeah. And you know what? I have to mention because I, I think he's the coolest guy I've had the opportunity of talking with and all of the years I've been doing this, but I started interviewing James Marsden about 20 years ago. Love that guy. For a movie about uh, The Notebook. Oh, no, okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe close to a dozen times since. I last talked with him for Dead to Me season three, but he is the exact same guy. Huh, I mean, if right. any, and, and the nicest guy in the world. And if there's, there's no way how, you know, all his success has changed him because he's done some pretty big things. Mm -hmm. I love him in Hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, yes, Hairspray. Um, Enchanted, although the second Enchanted does. Oh, my no, that's God. good. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> not that good. You're not missing anything. Okay. But, you know, easily, I mean, and that's what I loved about him in this particular show, just showing that, oh, I'm not too big to, I mean, he's basically poking fun at himself the whole time. You know, coming off as this douchebag actor is what he is, you know, and, and, and it's so well done. Um, but it's I think one thing that you, I liked about it and probably you do, Kristen, too, is that it wasn't all about James Marsden. I mean, they gave plenty of time to all of these other actors. It was so like so many quirky people. pieces. Yeah. And I think my favorite out of all of those people is uh, uh, Jeannie, who is the uh, she actually reminded me of Marissa Tomei a bit. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. And she was terrific, but there were so many others that got some got more um, time than others. But for the most part, it was an ensemble thing. And uh, the last episode, I won't give anything away, but obviously at some point they're going to pull back the curtain. So you get to see how they pulled this off. Which yeah, is and not done in a, in a cruel way. I think that was the best part of it. So because you could just be like making fun of Ronald the whole time. And that's not the way that was not the premise of this series. It was great. Yeah. I guess that the cool thing is, is the selfless way he reacted to a lot of situations. And again, Tom, when you get into this deeper in the episodes, I mean, some of these people like James Marsden are put in some very embarrassing situations that he asked this guy to take the fall for. And the guy gladly did it that I don't know many people would. No. So that's again, this guy came off a big winner in this show. So there's much more to it. I mean, I know some people have watched it and say it makes them feel uncomfortable. I don't I don't know if it does to me necessarily. No. But and Freebie's done so well with this. They they are gonna do another season, but I think it's gonna be in a different setting other than jury duty. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to pull that one off. Can you oh, imagine I think some so. people in real life saying, Am I on jury duty? Is this real? Are you <laughs> questioning? No. I mean he did get the jury duty documentary off of Craigslist, so it was already sus to begin with. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and obviously, if you know anything about how these cases work, there is no way that they would ever allow cameras uh, in a jury room or any part during a trial to film a documentary. No so way. he went into this thing really blind. So Really naive. That's okay, yeah. though. It worked. There you go. It's good entertainment. That's all I can say. There you go. Hey, I, um, do we have another minute? If you want. Well, I saved yes. this quote. I follow Tarantino Universe. And uh -oh. um, it, it, he said, it's a shame. It's not the Hollywood I knew. Will the kind of cinema experience I grew up with still exist in five or six years? We will see. I certainly haven't left Hollywood. Hollywood has left me. I'll probably be the last one to turn off the light there. I'll probably be around a few more years in Hollywood itself. 
Hmm. Why was he so, what happened? Does anybody know? Well, I, I think, and it's not new, but some people are there. I think maybe the intensity of him calling him out for the content of his movies. Uh, he's probably tired of it. Maybe we don't know this. I'm just, this is total speculation here. But can you see with the way Hollywood is today, some producer leaning on him saying, you know what, you got to pull back on that because that might offend people. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, total, you know, and he's the sort of guy to push totally back. I mean, he does his own thing. He marches to his own beat. He always has marched to his own beat, mm -hmm. you know, and he does. I think he is self-absorbed, obviously. But, you know, it's like I'm the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Like that's going to mean anything to me. But in then this big announcement coming about this is my last film. Like we should all be clamoring and begging right. him for more. Right. His retirement because he's going to milk that for the whole for oh, what it's worth. Of course worth. he is. Of course yeah. he's, he's also the sort of guy that writes a book then. And, you know, so he will always be involved in it. But quickly, uh, Vin Diesel shark story. Uh, Michelle <laughs> oh, Tafoya, our friend, uh, used to rent videos at where Quentin uh, worked at the video store. Oh. Before he, he was just Quentin, the guy that rented videos. So they knew everything about every movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's another one of those weird things where somebody we know, uh, Kristen and now in Michelle Tafoya, where they came across these people before they were the big shots that they are. Mm -hmm. So there you are. Yeah, but I don't know. Tarantino, it's going to be interesting. But his new film, his last film, is called The Critic. So I think he's oh. going to be going after critics with this one. We'll Possibly. find out. Oh, dear. All right, that is going to do it. A hell of a Tuesday, I thought. One hell of a Tuesday, absolutely. It's all true. Indeed. Well, we got to bring... It's up to you guys, of course, but Kristen should start when I start, and let's chat the whole time, <laughs> if you don't mind. Oh. If you want to do fun. it, we'll do it. Awesome. Is that awesome. how you want to do it next Tuesday? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Just let me know what yeah. time it is. I'm trying to keep on my time straight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's 820 like your after. time. Yeah. 820 yeah. your okay. time. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, we'll look, talk you know, Tom's putting you up early the way it is. So, you know. I, I, already yeah. has, I get up at 445 for Tom. So. Oh, he does. It's God. unbelievable. That's, that's dedication. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It is, especially if I go out the night before. Let me tell you, 4.45 rolls around oh, very early. Oh, yeah. yeah Yikes. Right. Yikes. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Sounds right. good. Bye. Bye.